You know, I got to tell you, it is beautiful to hear the joy of being together, the welcoming of our church, the meeting of new people. And uh, we sure have quite a few today. Welcome students. Welcome uh, our friends that are joining us for the first time. It is a joy to have you here today. I want you to know that this past week was just a crazy week for me. I got to host uh, our staff at our staff retreat this week, and um, I, I can only speak for myself. It was an amazing time of being together, growing the unity of our staff, and, um, and, and trying to make plans for what the road ahead looks like together. And so my sermon, even before I went on retreat, I was thinking about what I hope to come out of our retreat and what I look forward to in the life of our church, and that has birthed this new sermon series that we're going to all hopefully journey together in and uh, have a great time. And so this sermon series that I have prepared for us over the next few weeks is a sermon series called Grow. Everybody say Grow. Grow. Good. Because that's what we're going to do together, right? But I want to be clear when I talk about growing. Um, I, I want you to know as your pastor, it is my prayer that Mission Church grows, right? Because that's the heart of every pastor, that the church where they serve is a church that's continuously growing. If you've ever been a part of a church that the pastor didn't want the church to grow, I would tell you, run as fast as you can (laughs) to find a church where the pastor wants the church to grow. And I am praying that we grow. But I want to also be clear about where I, I, I want to see the growth, where I pray growth will come. You know what I pray? That we will grow in grace. And how we, 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 we share grace with one another. How we receive grace from God. And, and what that does to our lives. I, I pray that the grace of God would grow in each of us. I also pray for our love to grow. Our love for God. For each other for our community, and even beyond the community where we live and where we serve, that somehow we can take God's love to share with people and and have that grow. I also pray that the heart of service, of serving one another, will grow. I pray also that the depth of our worship will grow. I pray that our prayer life And the time that we spend and how we pray will grow and increase there. And as we do all of those things and growing in grace and love and in service to one another, growing in our own prayer life and the depth of who we are, I also pray that we will grow to fill the empty chairs that are right beside each and every single one of us. That this church would see good days of growth, our sanctuary would be full for the sake of those who I pray will find Jesus through the ministry of Mission Church as they see a church that is growing in health. Because that's the heart of the growth that I want to talk about today growing a healthy church. Because I really want to be clear about one thing. I am not interested in Mission Church growing for the sake of just being a bigger church. I'm I'm not interested in that 
at all. Seriously. I'm not that kind of pastor, that's why. And I don't believe Mission Church is that kind of church where we just want to grow the church just for the sake of being a bigger church. There are much better reasons for us to grow our church than it is for us to just fill the empty chairs and be bigger. I want you to know that I, when I was in seminary, uh, went, was, was, was formed and fashioned in seminary in a time in the church where growing the church was of the utmost importance. It was called the church growth movement. There was, for, for those of you who are a little bit younger, not just you guys, but some of you over here too. <laughs> um, that there was a time when, when, when the church uh, in general, like the capital C church, was focused in on how do, we, how do we make the church grow bigger. And sometimes it was just for the sake of getting a bigger church. And, and I want you to, I'm a, and, well, here you go, just for a bigger church. And, and instead of seeking the things that God was teaching about what to do and, and growing the church the way that God would want us to, um, we began in the church to employ business principles and business practices and incorporate that into the life of the church to see if making the church um, grow like a business would help. And, and, you know, in some ways, it did. There were some good business practices. And what I was about to say earlier was that when I was an undergraduate at Point Loma Nazarene University, I was a business administration major. So f- as I went through this process, I was in favor of trying to, to have a strategic plan in place so that there is a plan for growth in the church. I sincerely thought that marketing the church well would, would, would bring more people to the doors of the church. And that leadership development in our leaders was key to making our church grow. But I will tell you that after 25 years of being a pastor, having a good understanding about business principles, studying that in college, I will tell you this. All of the business principles that the church growth movement talked about was helpful. We need strong leaders. We need a good plan to move forward. We need uh, so many things that we can learn from business and from other places and other, uh, other, other, other places that teach us how to make this place function well. But after 25 years of being a pastor, I will tell you this. No business principle will ever grow the church. Only one way the Bible teaches of how our church grows. And it's clear what Jesus taught us. And if you have your Bibles, I invite you to open it to Matthew chapter 16. And in Matthew chapter 16, Jesus gives us the way forward in how this church grows. In Matthew chapter 16, Jesus asked his disciples a question. He asked them, who do the people say that I am? You guys might remember this from reading this chapter. And some of the disciples say, well, Jesus, some think that you're, you're John the Baptist. Others think that, that you're, you're, you're Jeremiah or Elijah, one of the prophets that came back to life. And then Jesus asked the disciples, well, who do you think that I am? And Simon Peter responded to Jesus. But what Simon Peter responded to Jesus with wasn't something that he thought of himself. It wasn't 
some idea that he had brewing inside of him, Jesus actually tells us that Simon Peter had a revelation from God. And God told Simon who this Jesus was. And this is and Simon Peter said, You are the Messiah, the Son of the Living God. That was revealed to Simon Peter. And then, this is Jesus' response in verse 17. I have it up here on the screen. You can find it in your Bible, but read along with me. And then Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. This is the word of the Lord for us today. What's important to me in that passage of Scripture is what what Jesus tells us about the church and how it will grow and who will grow it. Jesus said, I will build my church. And I think that is so important for us to just look at, think about, reflect on, And allow that to become part of the ecclesiology of where we begin talking about how we grow the church. The word ecclesiology is the theology of church. What do you believe about the church? And so let's talk about our ecclesiology. And I pray that today, when we talk about our ecclesiology, we come together and believe the same thing. Because when we are unified in how we understand what the church is and what God sees in the church and who the church is, we can begin to move forward together as we grow our church. And so I just want to just highlight three things about our ecclesiology. The first thing that we learn from Jesus is this, that Jesus is the source of the growth of the church. Okay? Jesus is the source of the growth of this church. And this is an important fact that is repeated over and over and over in the Bible. I'll bring up some more um, illustrations to you as my sermon goes on. But keep that thought in mind that the church grows because Jesus grows it. Jesus is the source of growth in the life of the church. The second thing that is important for us to come together to, to, to unify us in the way we see our ecclesiology is this, that not only will Jesus grow the church, the, the church really belongs to Jesus. The church belongs to Jesus. Jesus says, I will build my church. This is his church, right? We call it our church. But really, when it comes right down to it, Jesus This is Jesus' church. I was going to say Jesus owns this church. He pretty much does, right? He owns this church. And because this is Jesus' church, the church matters to God. Who we are and when we gather means a lot to God. It matters to God. And I want you to know that being here together, meeting our friends that we love Worshipping together, the, the donuts and coffee outside, amen to that. Thank you for all of the people who provide that for us outside. I am grateful. <laughs> and we get to come together to enjoy all of those things. They're all good. 
It's good to be together. But I tell you something right now. You will completely miss the point of why we are here. If you are here for any other reason than to lift Jesus up. To connect with the Lord. To understand what this place is for. This is not so that you can gather with your friends. You can do that. And that's great. And this is not so that you can get Mary's Donuts outside. Which is so, so good. (laughs) And this is not even so that we can sing wonderful worship songs together. Why we're here is because this this place belongs to Jesus. And he calls us to gather together to lift him up today. If you're not here to lift Jesus up, you may be missing the point on why we even gather. And so, these are two things that are really important for our ecclesiology. Number one, God is, God is the one that makes this place grow. God brings the growth. And this place belongs to Jesus. The church belongs to Jesus. I love this, what I wrote in here. The source of our growth is God, right? It's not what I said earlier. It's not the business practices that we put in place. Those things help, but that doesn't make the church grow. And I want you to, be, I want you to hear this really clearly as well, too. Neither does the pastor make it grow. Neither does the amazing worship make this church grow. Not the ministries that we do or any of that. It is God who makes it grow. And the church belongs to Jesus. We are His. And that's what I love so much about the ecclesiology. That we are His. And then there's a third thing that I I pray that we can all come together with when it comes to our ecclesiology. And that is this. And I think of the things that we talked about, this may be the most important. And that is this, that Jesus not only makes it grow, and not only does the church belong to Jesus, Jesus is the church. Jesus is the church. And in Acts chapter 9, we see this amazing encounter that Saul has as he enters into Damascus. You probably have read this part in Acts chapter 9. Saul was one of the greatest persecutors of the church. He would imprison people. He would stone Christians, put them to death. He hated the church. And because he was a Pharisee and he was against this new movement of Jesus, he went to the high priest and he said, give me papers so that I can go to Damascus. And if I find any that belong to the way, I'll arrest them and bring them back to you. And he says, go. And so on his way to Damascus, in Acts chapter 9, he's moving with purpose to go and persecute the Christians there, the church. When all of a sudden, in Acts chapter 9, beginning at verse 3, it says this, As Saul neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him, and he fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul? Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. And this is the response. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. Do you see a beautiful connection 
of our ecclesiology with who Jesus says that he is. You see, Saul was persecuting the church, the people of God, because we are the church. We are the ecclesia, the called out ones. But then Jesus identifies himself with who we are. When persecution came to the church, Jesus confronted that and he said, why are you persecuting me? I love that beautiful understanding that Jesus is the church. This place, church, is divine and holy because this is Jesus. Let's not forget that when we walk in through these doors, when we have a word to say about the church, What are you saying? Who are you saying it about? Be careful. Because the church is Jesus. Ephesians chapter 5 tells us that Jesus is the head of the church. And if Jesus is the head, then we are the what? The body of Christ. You've heard that. We are the body of Christ. And it is no accident that this metaphor of Jesus being the head and we being the body is being used here. It's not an accident. You know why? Because now, when we have this ecclesiology, we can talk about growing the church the right way. Not just so that there's more people here. That's just making the church fat. (laughs) And that's not healthy. Growing the church the right way is what brings health to the life of this church. And so hear me when I say this. This is really important. My focus is not on church growth. Okay? Just so you all understand me. I want to grow the church, but my focus is not on church growth. My focus, not just today, but the ministry that I sincerely believe in, is that we focus in on the health of the church because I believe, like anybody, when I say body, like not anyone, but any body, any human body, If the body is healthy, it'll grow naturally, right? You don't have to force it. It'll grow naturally. And that's why my sermon series is called Growing, and this sermon is called Growing a Healthy Body of Christ, a Healthy Church. Which brings me to this conviction that I have about the church, and that is this. The church, when we gather, we are not an organization of people. We are a living organism is what I believe, right? And like, what, what, what differentiates an organization from an organism is that the organism is alive. The church is alive, church, people. The church is alive. Mission church is alive. It is comprised of you and me and Christ in the center of it. And because we are here and we all have breath, And this place is living. We are an organism, not an organization. And like all living organisms, it will grow naturally if it is healthy. Right? We don't have to force the church to grow. And that's why church growth principles were were almost damaging to the church, I think, in some ways. 
We don't need to force this church to grow. If the church is healthy, it'll grow naturally like any living organism does. And it'll mature. And you know what is the most exciting thing about this? That is if the church is healthy and it starts to grow naturally, there's a byproduct that comes from it. One day, it'll reproduce itself like every living organism does. It reproduces itself. And it is my prayer that as your pastor, we will begin to see, just maybe down the road a little bit, mission church reproducing itself. New churches, new, new groups forming because this place is healthy and it's growing. And like all growing, living organisms, it begins to reproduce itself naturally. You don't have to force it. Now, most of our young people know Jeff and Lauren, Pastor Jeff, our pastors, pastor to young adults and college students. He and his, his wife, Lauren, just recently had a baby. And not long after Mariana was born, Rochelle and I got the great privilege. We made them a meal, and we took it to their home. And I got to see Mariana when she was just, oh, like a week and a half old. She was tiny, just this cute little girl with a bow in her hair. And I was even afraid to touch her because she was so little. <laughs> now, it's just been about three, four months since Mariana was born. And this past week, while we were at staff retreat, we had dinner. And when we had dinner, um, they brought Mariana. And so I got to see her. She, she was there. And, and people were holding Mariana. And I said, oh, I'm going to stand in line. So I stood in line. And I finally got to hold Mariana, and I could not believe how big she has gotten in just four months. From this tiny little baby that was so fragile, she's holding her head up now, looking around. And when I held her, she smiled at me, and she said to me, you're my favorite pastor. <laughs> you know, what did Jeff and... Lauren do to help bring Mariana from this tiny little baby to this bigger, healthy baby? Did they step on her toes and, <laughs> and try to pull her up this way to help her to grow? No. Anytime you try to force growth on a living organism, you damage it. Why would you do that? Instead, what Jeff and Lauren has done is they have provided everything Mariana needs to be healthy. And all by itself, Mariana grows naturally. And one day, I don't know, Jeff and Lauren, they're in the extension room listening. Hey, Jeff, one day, <laughs> Mariana, 20, 25 years from now, she's going to meet a handsome, young Christian man. <laughs> they're going to meet and fall in love and they're going to get married. And one day, you're going to be a grandfather. <laughs> and we celebrate that, don't we? I mean, we, we look at that. That's down the road. But when that day happens, everyone will rejoice. You know why? That's the natural progression of health and life in, in the life of a person. And can I tell you that that illustration of God being the head and we are the body is so similar because when the church is healthy, 
It'll grow naturally. We don't have to force it. And not only that, when the church is healthy, the church will reproduce itself and everyone here will rejoice. It's going to be a really, really exciting day. The contrary is also true. That if a person is not healthy, if there is disease in that person, if if things are happening not just physically, but emotionally or spiritually in the life of a person, that poor health inhibits and prohibits growth. Sometimes even reproduction. Healthy things will grow naturally. And I'm so thrilled to be talking about a healthy church, not just a growing church. So, if you have your Bibles, I want to just give you a beautiful picture and illustration of what is happening in the life of churches. Sometimes healthy, sometimes not. And if you have your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, because here, the Apostle Paul addresses the church, and he is bold, and he is honest, as he brings an assessment to the church here in Corinth. Oh man, this is hard words sometimes to hear, but it's true. Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, Not solid food, for you were not yet ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You're still worldly. Wow. This is is a hard word for them, right? For since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? For when one says, I follow Paul, another says, I follow Apollos, are you not Mere human beings? What after all is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed. Apollo watered it. Here we go again. But God has been making it grow. Neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything but only God who makes things grow. And you know he's talking about the church. God makes the church grow. And Paul, oh, he brings this tough word to this church in Corinth. And he uses words like worldly and infants to describe them. And they are marked by jealousy and quarreling. And when you are marked by jealousy and quarreling, that disrupts and fractures the unity of any church. And these are not signs of a healthy body. You see that? These are not signs of a healthy body. And and Paul tells us that if any growth were to happen, it wasn't because of himself or Apollos. If there were any signs of growth at all, he tells them, it's God that's working on your behalf to make the church grow. And so, I want you to know, today is a good day here at Mission Church. 
I mean, I look around, and there are more people here than there are empty seats, which is a good thing in any church. God is making this church grow. I have no doubt. It's not your pastor. It's not the beautiful worship. It's not the amazing uh, youth group or the children's program. God is at work in the life of this church. Now, having a good pastor is important. And having worship that's authentic, that serves God, that's vital in the life of our church. And we just met and we talked about Amazingly, some business practices of leadership, development, and, and strategic planning. And all that's good. That's not going to make the church grow. That'll help us be healthier. But God is the one that makes it grow. Mm. We are doing the work of planting and watering, just as Paul and Apollos did. But make no mistake, it is God who grows this church. We will be wise here at Mission Church. We will use every tool available to help us be healthier all the time. We need to develop our leaders. I need development. We need to get trained up so that we can lead well. And that just makes us healthier to be able to grow. See, I believe growth will come because Jesus is the head of the church. And we are the body of Christ. And when the body is unified, the body becomes healthier. We won't have to force anything to grow. And then the Apostle Paul shares this passage of Scripture that I want to begin to land the plane with to close. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 16 through 18, he says this. And this is the word for you today. This is your part and how we make this place healthier so that it can grow naturally. And he says to the church, hey, don't you know? Don't you know this? That you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst. And if anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. For God's temple is sacred and you together are that temple. The final part of our ecclesiology is that we are the temple of the, of the Holy Spirit. That God is at work in each one of us. And this is probably the most important thing that I'm going to say today. So if I could just get your attention right here. God, you are God's temple where Christ is the head and we are the body. And God's Spirit dwells in each and every single one of us. And that is why each of us has a part to play in the health and growth of Mission Church. You see, Jim, if you seek to be a healthy part of this body, you will bring health to the church. And that goes for every single one of us. Theron, and, and I can call all the people that I know in the life of our church. Larry, if, if you are a healthy part of this body, it just makes us all the more healthier. 
And each one of us needs to focus on our part to make this place a healthier place, to bring unity and strength into the life of the body. But when we are fractured, when we, like the Corinthian church, are quarreling and there's jealousy among us and we can't decide who we're going to follow, when we struggle with that, we begin to spiral down in health and you will not see churches grow. Because the church has lost its health. So my call to us today is for each one of us to play a significant part in the life of this church for yourself to work on health. Being a healthy believer. What does that mean for you? Well, it means to seek God first in your life. right? Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness To make sure that the fellowship that you enjoy is not above the honoring and glorifying of God when you come into this place. To make sure that all that we do adds to the value and the health of our church. And when we all are unified in our ecclesiology that way, this church will will grow. It will. But there's a warning. If you destroy God's holy divine temple, just like when Saul was persecuting the church, Saul was bringing harm to Jesus himself, the church. Let's heed that warning so that we can live our lives to be healthy for the glory of God. Amen? Would you bow your heads and join me in this prayer? Dear Lord, thank you so much for this word today. That you are the one that grows the church. Because this church belongs to you. We are yours. And help us to remember that you are the church. And we have a vital part to play. Because you love the church and your plan is for Mission Church to be healthy and to be united and to continue to grow for your glory. And thank you for the great reminder today that we are your temple. We are your temple and you live within us. Your Holy Spirit is a part of who we are. We have you in us. So I pray, Father in heaven, that you grow in us so that we can see your kingdom grow here at Mission Church. Lord, you are great. And I pray that as we close and sing of your greatness, may your greatness be revealed and help us to share your greatness to the world around us. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.